Supercharged, a podcast focusing on renewable energy and the passion behind the movement. Supercharged is a thoughtful journey through renewable energy sustainability and an integrated lifestyle. Subscribe and listen each week as we chat with thought leaders, influencers, and those who simply choose to live a better way. And hopefully along the way, you too will be inspired to live Supercharged. This is Kevin Pruitt with another episode of Supercharge, the podcast, and I have a very special guest with me, a longtime friend, Pamela B. Williams. Pamela, thanks for joining us on Supercharge. Well, thank you for having me, Kevin. It's great to see you. It's like we get to catch up maybe every, every, you know, three, five years, something like that. We just touch base, but um, we met a long time ago when she was just (laughs) arriving on the beautiful shores of the United States. That is correct. You were my first host family. I'll never forget that, Kev. You really helped me to settle in before I got in with mates and stuff, you know? <laughs> well, it was it was great for us too. I mean, you were you were playing soccer at university in Kansas City and and uh, you know, hey, that was our passion. We just love soccer. So we wanted to make sure that you had a, a good soft landing in, in the States. But tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Oh gosh. Well, what do you want to know? <laughs> Um, my, um, I'm originally from London, England. I've lived here now for 21 years. I moved here on a soccer scholarship at Park University. Um, and I knew once I left England that I'd probably be staying here for the rest of my life. I've always had an affinity with America. I'm still very much British, obviously, but I love it here too. There's room in the heart for two, two things or more than two things and places. And um, my background, social work. I started as a social worker and then I branched out into the business world um, 10 years or so after my social work experience. So I left formally 2014 um, to begin my journey making shoes and bags. And I'm now a coach. I help coach women um, suffering from mild to moderate depression caused by guys or girls. <laughs> bad relationships <laughs> but um mothers uh typically who i help and just help them get unstuck a lot of the things the things we tell ourselves and the bad thoughts are geared towards breaking that negative thought pattern and stuff and so um i love doing that i think i will always help people help people to see you know reach their potential become their better selves and stuff and um you know i just believe in sustainability too as you know, my handbags, my handbag business, I don't throw away the lever. I use the imperfections to show the beauty and imperfection. And yeah, so- that's what I, that's where I, I first thought, you know, you, she would be a great guest on the podcast because I remember that story about, you know, the handbags and, and you know, you yeah. said, hey, even every handbag had a story behind it. And you kind of explained, you know, the imperfections and yeah. why you would use that, you know, even in the event, you know, Somebody look at that and say, well, you, you could have cut around that, but you know, you, you wanted no. to imprint that in the story. So yeah. what's the intersection of business and, you know, how do you, how do you do good business and do good at the same time? I think, I think you have to be authentic. I think if you, and I know people throw that word around authentic, just basically be true to you. And to me, that means what set of values do you have? Like I have my B values and any decision that I make, I run it through my B values, which are be the solution and not 
the problem through self-evaluation, you know, be kind, respectful, and honest, and empower others through empathy. Like that's my, those are my values, and I make decisions through them. My run my business that way as well, implementing those values. And you know, I just I just feel like it's a duty for us to figure out ways that we can save, you know, how we can reuse things. Everything doesn't have to be shiny brand new all the time. Right. I'm about polished and professional. Obviously, that's just me as a person. But I also think, too, like with my bags, it was really, really weird how it originated. I was trying to be perfect. I had a problem with that. I was really trying to cut the um, sides perfectly. And I, I couldn't. There's some people who can do draw a straight line perfectly and stuff like that. And you know, I couldn't, and I was having a problem when I was cutting it, and I was got really frustrated. And obviously, it's a family show. I'm not going to tell you what I said. My studio, <laughs> <laughs> right? Those weren't uh, those B words. <laughs> well, yeah, it was one of those ones, right? <laughs> and I, it, in the in the moment I did that, it was like I surrendered, and it was like spirit showed me another way when I did it. And I all of a sudden I just started seeing like the jagged edges and stuff, and I thought, well that doesn't look bad. And so then I started doing that and incorporating like the imperfect nicks and the scratches. And sometimes then I, it branched into me exaggerating those scratches and nicks mm. and making my own and stuff. And so, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I do it to show that the world that we live in isn't a perfect world. It's not supposed to be. Like there's another realm where there's perfection here we're very much judged on being perfect especially women and it's impossible and we do it to ourselves sometimes too you know right but that's the whole story behind you know my bags and also to show that individuality is not a bad thing mm. like being yourself whatever that may be there's a use for that that's why we've come like we all have to bring our flavor to the source and then it makes a decent stew. That's just my belief with it. So. No, I, I could not agree more. And I, I love the idea of the, just the bags and kind of the story behind, you know, how you arrived at that, you know, you were trying actually to do something else and that's yeah. you just kind of like, you know, I've got to almost resign myself to the fact that I can't cut a straight line. So how do you, how do I make yeah. this good? How do I turn, you know, lemons in lemonade, you know, so yeah. to speak, but yeah, talk a little bit about you, you mentioned the word sustainability earlier. So everyone kind of thinks, you know, has their own thoughts when you hear that word, what does it mean to, to Pamela? Sustainability to me means to be resourceful and don't waste. It's, it's hard not to, to waste. Obviously there's going to be some elements of wasting, but being able to reuse something, you know, being able to let whatever that may be carry on in such a way, like for example, with the leather pieces that I have, a lot of designers would throw away those hides because they're not perfect. And where I've taken those pieces now and even incorporated and made it my own to show that, look, this is still beautiful the way that it is, you know? So to me, sustainability actually is reusing things. I, I think that a lot of the time, we're so used to wastefulness and throwing mm -hmm. things away. Like you asked Mikey, like I cook and there's leftovers. I, I cook every other day. I've got my set days where I'm cooking 
And that's all in gear to like, look, we don't have to like waste the food. That's, that's a pet peeve of me wasting food, actually. That's one thing. So when you see me go to a restaurant, if I don't finish that food, I'm bringing it back. And like, I know in some quarters that may be seen as um, low class or something. That doesn't make any difference to me. I don't care. Because in my mind, there's people that would kill for this leftover yeah. food. Yeah. So why am I going to throw it away? You know what I mean? I'll bring it home. It goes in the fridge and the next day I'll warm it up and I eat it. <laughs> so to me, you know, sustainability is being resourceful and being finding a use for something to reuse it, you know, and even like with the cow, I mean, I, I can't do it. Obviously, if I slaughtered the cow, I would use the hide. I would use the meat. I would make sure everything there would be used for whatever I could use out of it. Right. You know what I mean? It right. wouldn't just be like, here's the hide and chucked out, things like that, you know? So. I think that's a that's kind of almost a first world issue that, you know, yeah. around the world in, in cultures that, that may be slightly underdeveloped or slightly less developed, they, out of necessity, they use everything, yeah. you know? I mean, there's just yeah. no waste and or very little waste. And and it's it's just an interesting, you know, when you really drill down sustainability, it, it really does, it's a, it is a mindset but it's also actions that, that kind of support that, that mindset. So if you were, if you were talking to listeners or, or whatever about, you know, that, Hey, you know, yeah, we, we all agree. Nobody should litter. You know, we, we, right. we can find, you don't throw rubbish on the street. We all agree on that. But right. what does it mean to live differently? What is, what are some just kind of basic steps that you think people can take? I mean, I love the story behind the handbags, but I mean, like personally in your home and, you know, in the way that you live, the way that you, you know, drive, you take in public transportation. I mean, what are, what are some of the things that, that you guys try to do that, that, you know, has a little bit of an offset to some of the, the, the stuff we do? Well, I, I think so the thing is like, we don't obviously have control over what anyone else is doing, but we have control over our actions and our decisions and what we do, excuse me. And the simple things you can do, I think like for us, we, we, our lights are the energy source kind of lights that we have in the house. So that's one avenue to doing it. Like if you're not using a certain appliance or whatever, then it's not plugged in certain light, you know what I mean? Like that will help save some electricity and stuff. Um, it, for us, I work from home now. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not driving as much as I used to. It's only right. really driving, you know, back and forth to work and stuff. So, I, and on weekends, I'll go and do like the target run or the shopping. I try and limit the times where I do go out and stuff. Obviously, if I have to go out, I have to go out. Sure. I can the school bus back. I'll take him to school though. Yeah. So, I mean, it, little things that you can do in terms of like that and figuring out, I guess, what your carbon footprint is. Um, and that is just basically how much carbon each person just, you know, expels throughout their day-to-day -day, um, lives. You know, there's, there's a few things you could do. I'll be honest, I, I'm not there yet with the meat. I do like meat, but there's a way you, you can cut down. You know, yeah. I'm not, I don't go crazy obviously on my meat or whatever, but you know, you can, you can cut down. I'm pretty good about my portions of my food and, and how I eat, you know, and stuff. So, I mean, there's ways in that recycling as well. We recycle here, we make sure we recycle. And when our rubbish that goes out, it's only really one bag. Our rubbish comes every Thursday. And by Wednesday, it's the fullest and we take it out. 
sometimes you might get a second bag but for the most part one bag a week i mean that's that's amazing yeah. for a family your size that that's yeah, absolutely amazing yeah you know so i mean there's little things that we're doing that can you know help to you know we do our part help the planet you know right because at the end of the day this is the thing that people don't realize <laughs> when they when we talk about climate change and global warming and stuff i think the narrative needs to be so that people understand that it's not necessarily the earth that we're saving we're saving humanity because mm. guess what the earth is going to figure out a way to survive and we saw that when we were all at home last year for the most part most of us right in lockdown and stuff the earth was rebounding there weren't as many people out there weren't as many cars out planes flying all these things so all that was diminishing all the carbon escaping was diminishing right and and they sure they saw in different parts of the world how there were birds there were different animals coming out that weren't there before and the earth was healing so to me that proves that it will be the ones that will be dying if we don't figure this out humanity mm. is what's going to die the earth will figure out a way to heal itself when we're gone so i think that's the narrative that people need to understand we're trying to save ourselves here and so we're connected to the earth so we're saving ourselves to save the earth but if we don't save ourselves we're going to ones that's going to end up dying it's the earth's going to rebuild i mean that's to me that's what i see anyway it is. I mean, it's it really is holistic. I mean, I, I know that when you when you do coaching, when you do, you know, personal mentoring and that and counseling that, you know, you have to look kind of this 360 degree view oh, yeah. of, of individuals. So this oh, yeah. the whole idea of sustainability, what does it mean to, to care for our planet is a 360 view. It's not it's not the politics behind it. It's not no. the, you know, just taking bits and pieces here and there and just really driving those home it really is a holistic view yeah. so when you're talking to somebody uh, just about a whole life balance what it, mm. what does that look like in your in your you know when you're coaching someone you know I, when i'm coaching um my clients what i try to show them is that we are really try beings that live as one, as a unit, mind, body, soul. Like to me, that is who we are. We have to do things that nourish our mind. We have to do things that nourish the body. We have to do things that nourish the soul. That's the soul's the connection to spirit. The body is the vessel that helps us experience life and move through life. And the mind, we need the mind because of our thoughts as well. Our thoughts are the first step in the creative process. So a lot of the time when I'm coaching, it's being to my clients, it's coming from a healing perspective so that they understand it involves the mind, the body, and the soul. And that we're connected to the earth. You know, an example of this is when people will say, I go for a walk in nature, I feel really good. I like being out in nature, I feel really good. Well, then there's got to be something there. I mean, yeah. I do, I don't, you know yeah. what I mean? There has to be some form of a connection then. Otherwise, how are you going to feel good? And you're feeling good on a level, on a spiritual level. You know what I mean? You're, it's coming to you and nourishing you in a way that's making, you know, you feel good. So I think it, it is a duty then to do things that will help the planet ultimately help us too. You know, 
sustainability is like a 360 because we're connected. We're, we're all connected, whether we believe it or not. And that wow. part of the connection is we're connected to the earth too. I mean, I, that's really interesting. I wrote down a note, you know, the whole idea when you step into nature and how you, you just suddenly, there's some change. There's a metaphysical yeah. change that happens. And, and I, I wrote down, you know, nature nourishes. Yeah, and, we all I mean, that, that is exactly, you didn't, you may not have used those exact words, but that's exactly the picture that you were painting about, yeah. you know, this being, being nurtured and nourished, you know, through yeah. nature. And that, that to me is, is as good a reason as any to take care of this place. Absolutely. You know, is because it, it does nurture us. It does yeah. nourish us. And it's not just yeah. where we get our food. It's, it's where we, we gain, you know, life and where we gain life. Uh, yeah. Experience life. Where else are we going to go to experience life? We yeah. can't go to the bloody planet or, or Mars or whatever in experience. Yeah. Not it's yet. I <laughs> know not yet the way things are going, right? But I'd rather stay here and experience it. You know, I mean, can you imagine real estate on Mars? I mean, it's high enough here, but you know, imagine the the, the plane ticket to get to get there and then buy a house. Yeah, absolutely. I know, right? Astronomical. People trying though. There's people trying. Oh. Astronomical. Yeah, yeah. Well, Pam, talk talk a little bit. It's a, we're wrapping up here today. Just talk a little bit about what does it look like to kind of have a whole life balance. If you want to talk to our listeners and and you know you just kind of draw nature into this and and say how how are we nourished you know through experience and through through nature and how is how are our lives improved well I, like i touched on it previously about how i believe that we are tribe beings meant to live as one a lot of people don't see that though they they see it as each part as individual. So they'll mm -hmm. just do stuff for the mind or they'll just do stuff for the body. And the body has two components, like working out, being active, even if it's just walking and eating right. You can cheat now and then, but predominantly what you put into your, your body is like medicine. Yep. You mean, I've learned that over the last few years for sure. Yep. You know, and then, and then nourishing the soul. Like to me, that's where you get your life balance from and where my clients are successful because they've learned to incorporate things that nourish those three buckets, those three parts of themselves. So even if it's with the mind, try something new. Hell, I'm starting to play the keyboard. Granted, Bruce bought it for me a couple of years ago, but I'm ready now. I'm starting to play that. And I know it's going to be like a new language, learn a new language, but it's good because at least in science will prove this when you do something new that you're not used to doing and you're learning something new, you are actually creating new pathways mm. in your brain to help you, yep. you know? So you do stuff that's going to nourish the mind to help you grow. That's what you need to do. That way you won't stay stagnant. And then obviously you've got to watch your thoughts. Mindset is everything. Mm -hmm. Like that is the pinnacle. Mindset is everything. And thoughts are needed. People will think, oh, you can't think. You're supposed to think because thoughts are the first step in the creative process. So therefore you need them. The trick is living a balanced life is that your thoughts are going to be positive. I'm not saying you can't have a negative thought. I get ne a negative thought sometimes, but the thing is now I recognize it straight away. And I know it's my ego, which I've named Figo. I give it a name. So I'm like, nah, Figo, don't try it. I don't think that's what was meant. 
I'll shut it down, but I acknowledge it so it won't have any power over me. And then, and then I use affirmations. You, you know, so making sure that your, your thoughts are pure because you create what you think, It'll, you'll end up behaving that way. So yep. make sure, and then with the body, make sure that you're active. Every day I go for a three mile walk around here every single day. It's my time. We live in an older neighborhood. We have old walnut trees and maple trees, and I love it. You know, I, even when it's raining, I'll be out there. And if people see me, we wave. That's you know, just your rain. British heritage. I know, <laughs> I know, right? I'm bringing the rain. <laughs> exactly. That is your <laughs> British heritage. Yeah, that, no, that rain no, doesn't no, hurt no, us. That's right. No, <laughs> I love it. And so, so yeah, I make sure I'm, my body's nourished. And I do yoga. I do that as well. I love that. And then I eat right. I, I've had to go gluten-free and I'm okay with that. But I have a good diet with what I eat. And I can say, I'll cheat now and then have some sweets and stuff like that. Not, I don't think there's anything wrong with that personally for me, because I think the more you tell yourself no, it's the more that you're going to want to do it. So yeah. now and then it's all right to do, you know, have your cheat, cheesecake, whatever it is. And then just think of it as a way of, look, what I'm putting into my body is potentially medicine. Yeah. So I want to put the right things in there. And then spiritually, I meditate. That's to me where I connect with spirit when I'm meditating. And now I can do it for 50 minutes and not even like what I tell my clients, don't be stuck on the time. Your body's going to get from it the amount that it needs. And as you venture longer into doing it and learning different parameters of how to do it, you're just going to find that you'll end up doing it for longer, you know? And so that's, to me, I think those are the three components for a balanced life and you need to nurture all of them. And the spiritual part of it is understanding that there is something greater than us. Mm -hmm. And that's where a lot of people get confused. It, there is, religions are different subjects. I'm not talking about religion, I'm talking about spirituality. And I think it's when you're connecting to a greater force, I know that force to be spirit. That's to me, spirit, God, Lord, like Christ, that's to me what, what I, I believe. And so, but everyone has a different avenue of finding spirit. You can find spirit in the church. You can find spirit when you walk, doing something you love, caring for someone you love. There's mm -hmm. different music, singing, dancing, art, writing. I think everyone has to just find the way that they know would be best for them to connect to spirit to do that. And I think those are the components to living a, a balanced life. That's what we've been doing here and with my clients and it seems to be successful that's what i've been doing <laughs> i i thought it was really interesting you named your your ego figo i think you're named him after real madrid forward from portugal <laughs> i think that, that, oh that's right Luis figo that's right? right that was a subliminal message there i think he might have been number seven too but uh yeah but it's interesting you, you talk about a mindset and i'm just thinking about you know gosh, it's been, you know, 20, 22 years ago that we actually watched you play, you know, on the field. But, you know, when you would take a penalty kick, I mean, there's no place on the pitch that you need more mindset and mind control than it is when you take a penalty kick. Yeah. Because you, you're Absolutely. already talking yourself out of the, the, the goal yeah. is getting smaller. The keeper's getting yeah. bigger. <laughs> and yeah. you're thinking, I'm going to blast this over the top like Beckham. But, uh, you know, it <laughs> right. is. Uh, right. 
it's amazing that, you know, the way that you kind of wrapped us up today with this like three parts of, of who we are and how they're all in harmony with each other. And they, yeah. they certainly, they have to be in harmony and balance. And they have to be. Um, is there anything that we haven't touched on? You just want to wrap us up with today as we, as we kind of close up. Uh, well, just one quick point. When you said what you said, I don't know if I touched on this before about the mind, body, and the soul, but the, the cool thing about that being interrelated the body will normally let you know where there's a problem. If there's a problem with your mind, mm. it's going to show up in your body. If there's mm. a problem spiritually, it's going to show up in your body. Like there's going to be ailments. So that's how you know that there is a connection. And to, to make sure that you have each of these components in harmony so that you can function optimally. That's basically what it is. It's just like with a car, I guess, with different parts of it. If it won't run right if there's different pistons not working or the oil's not in or whatever, you know? And so it's just basically, and, and the other thing is, I think a lot of people maybe get scared living sustainably because they think, well, how is this gonna impact my life? Or my life's not gonna be the same, or it's gonna really affect my life in a negative way. And it will only do it if you tell yourself that. Mindset, like again, like, saying that it's going to be a bad thing then it's probably going to end up that's what the outcome is probably going to be yeah you know like it's self-fulfilling prophecy yeah, yeah yeah you know it's just about understanding that look your life can change for the better you don't it doesn't mean you won't go without but that you'll go without because i think that's where a lot of people are like well i want my life to be like this and i will there's not enough it's that scarcity i think is mm -hmm. the problem when really there there is more than enough in this world like way more than enough way more than enough that people believe you yeah know? i think the way that you wrap that up is is really good because i'm mean, gonna think that applies to sustainability as well is that you know if you we sometimes we even think of that you know, like a scarcity like you know yeah. everything's crashing around us and we're going actually you know if we'll take a step back or if we'll take a little shift to the side or whatever we'll see yeah. you know it it replenishing itself yeah. you know type thing and just the, the way that that you know, in an amazing way that, uh, that it was designed, but, uh, Pam, I just really thank you for taking time to just kind of share your thoughts and let us, let us step into your, your living room there and, and, uh, know. you know, get a, get a little glimpse into your, your life and your business and, and yeah. your thought process. And, and really want to just thank you again for just helping us think through that. How, how can we live differently? How can we live more sustainably? And how can we live the way that our, our hearts are leading us to live? Pam, yeah. thanks again for touching base with us. Thank you so much for having me, Kevin. I really appreciate it. Appreciate you. It's good to see you. Good to see you.